Hi everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop, my monthly roundup of the best new music from the worlds of K-Pop, C-Pop, J-Pop, etc. Usual caveats apply. Remember, I'm never coming for your faves. It's never some personal diss. I work really hard. I take this really seriously. After listening to literally hundreds of new releases per month, I really do take it very seriously, trying to put my objective music critic hat on as much as humanly possible when I'm reviewing and ranking these. So sorry if your fave didn't make the cut, but it's never some sort of petty diss or anything. But stay tuned because remember, the second part of the episode is always a chock full honorable mention segment. If you don't hear about your fave in the first part, stay tuned. They'll probably be there. Without further ado, here's the top 20 countdown for August's best new music. Number 20. Roa from Rocking Doll, Truth or Dare. Honestly, this song and the dance routine in a group both feel like they were meant for a group, but she proves to pull it off as a soloist, so it's really impressive that she can have this commanding presence by herself. She owns the stage, the metaphorical stage here. It's a great catchy song, and it helps her show a new side to her solo skill. She goes for a more mature set of lyrics, a dark color-focused palette outfit-wise, so she gets to step outside the rocking doll box. It just kind of seems to take a detour from their lore, their backstory where each member has this fictional planet they inhabit. So it's an interesting, underrated premise, but she just shows off that potential to win over new fans with a winning formula with this strong and pretty safe release for K-pop fans to take note of. Number 19, Chai V, Mirage. This song is criminally under-talked about, underrated, so freaking good. It has this intoxicating pacing and vocals. She just has this mesmerizing voice. If you're a fan of Say, S-A-A-Y, you'll like this song, but others too. It's just, it has so many catchy components, so there's not one in isolation that I would say is the catchy part. It all comes together in a great package. The hoo-hoos and the snapping and the guitar plucking that keeps pausing for her sassy comments. There's so much personality to this song, and vocally it is just so good. So she goes from impressing you with her powerhouse voice to impressing you with a delicate, shy tone. She has so many vocal colors, all get to shine on, again, this super underrated, catchy song. Number 18. Route 1, Beyond Imagination. This Electronica album is probably their best work to date. My personal fave, IOW. The Siren remix is really good. Great remix potential in all of these, really. Like, they could have big U.S. radio hit status if given that chance. It's drawn through and through, no skips. They keep doing better and better. The growth is there, lots of remix potential. And Butterfly is a great one for just showing how they use synth waves in new ways again and again. In moves that aren't too flashy. So her voice still gets to shine in that song. The pretty vocals are not distracted from too much with the electronic instrumentals. Number 17. Say the name, 17. Nogizaka 46. I apologize. I tried practicing pronunciation. I really apologize. Ohitori Samatengoku, special edition. These are instrumentally very full songs, especially the first one. They open with the happiest and fullest one. They spread out the track list well, so you have the more pop, upbeat, and rock-tinged parts split up between more dramatic ballads. Liveliness calmed down time after time. 
It's very impressive on the faster-paced songs, the ways their voices keep up with the rapid drumming. It's also impressive the sheer number of videos they make, because they have quite a few singles from this EP. Number 16. Bugvel ID. Quite a range with this album. They start and end with Summer Party and Nice to Meet You. The super sunny, summery, likable stuff. The middle is where they get more experimental, less crowd-pleasing. The instrumentals really go haywire in Diamonds. There are some cool synth crashes in Drawing in the Sky, synth waves in Niji as well. An interesting unit choice. Bad Guy proves to have been a pre-release that ages really well. A fortunate return to pop punk in every day. There's a piano ballad. Songs like Reason have a nice melodrama to them. Pop punk, EDM pop, bubblegum pop, a ballad. It is all here. I also want to shout out Heartbreaker because I definitely think Pentagon could do that in one of Pentagon's darker eras like, ironically, Daisy or Dr. Baby. Number 15. Asoboism, YOLO. This has everything from pop punk with fast talk style singing to Latin inspired stuff, totally category defying bizarre stuff, brassy big band numbers, a couple sound with her delivery, a little new jeans-esque like Hug Me, Claimer. She goes for whisper delivery, but only some of the time. There's really just quite an eclectic array. The strongest I would say though is error. Number 14. Baby Metal and Tom Morello Metal. I was so freaking excited to find out about this collab. Like, what a duo. So iconic. It's really carried by these heavy drums, and I can very easily picture people headbanging along from the get-go. The overall message they sing is, you're a fool if you dance, and a fool if you just look on, so let's dance. Like, they can make fun of you either way, might as well have a good time. A great don't pay attention to people who try to make fun of you message. And that confidence in being yourself, owning your story, is conveyed through other lyrics too. They have a lot of references to different chants made at traditional festivals. The instrumental goes off, the message is great about being yourself, and then there's that extra it factor the song has because it really does have a great quality to prompt people to do some research, learn about these festivals, which I did. Long story short, the chants they shouted out are known to be part of festivals like the Awa Adori Fest, the largest dance festival in Japan, where performers kind of dance through the streets like one giant parade. So it was really cool to be introduced to something I didn't know happened every year. Number 13. Bandmade Shambles. There's a killer intro before the vocals join, and they sound as if they're playing through like a loudspeaker or some other microphone that is intentionally rough, needs a tune-up, which adds to the sense of discomfort and distress that the song is about. It's kind of a pep talk in a really aggressive way. Not like, hey babe, wake up, but more like, get up, do it already. The time has come, no more waiting. Light your path to bliss. And they reflect on the big picture, like, what is hard now won't be later. Like, fortune good or bad, after all is done, it melds as one, sinning as you burnt your binding ropes to ashes. Make shambles, like make ashes out of the things that bound you that you burned off. They sing about your fears is silly, so it's kind of tough love. Tough love is the way to sum it up. Your fears are weird, absurd shadows that follow you. 
You have new wings arching to the future. There's a great guitar solo, more lyrics about changing can to can't, then suddenly no more singing. We have a spoken word part, stand up again and again, push the envelope like a fierce tiger. And they're like, don't question fate, everything will be fine, with the outro that says, inscrutable are the ways of the heavens. A fantasy may turn to reality, do it. They also have an interesting reference to the path of Shirah. The path of a martial artist who is thought to be seeking power for the wrong reasons, just to destroy with no vision in mind of what they want to create. So the song is instrumentally really strong and well done, leaves an impact. And the lyrics are an interesting tough love framing that also gets kind of philosophical, like true power comes to those who deserve it. The importance of dreams as a guiding light to morality is basically what they cover. Number 12. Espa, Better Things. Visually, quite a spectacle. It's a mix of aquatic adventures and just beautiful scenes with flowers and precious island with a sunset backdrop. And of course, SMCU tie-ins of a world within a world because there's the plot twist at the end. The camera zooms out and we see that the water glass on the table is where all of the undersea adventures were taking place. Like they were shrunken down in a mini world. And now they look up at the regular world, and it starts to feel like something's off. Like they disturbed a force in a space-time continuum. So the sunset that was behind the island is out their window. So does that mean the dream world is right there for the taking? Or is it a trap? Ambiguous ending, but overall a visual feast. Lots of bright colors. And they pull off both the youthful charm of the adventurous scenes, riding a fish and stuff, and the more mature, flirty dancing in the shallow water-filled room. So lots of model-ready poses, lots of dancing, but also lots of just fun. It's quite a summer special. They also have a bit more of a snippiness this time that I like. Like, saying they're damn sure their energy won't be wasted on you. Lyrics to that effect. Better things to do with their time than you. Like I said in my Espa concert review episode, they have three main types of songs. They're superhero story ones, I'm awesome, and you're not as awesome. This is definitely in the you're not as awesome category, which I love. Number 11, You Know Reality Show. The short film Nexus, I have so much to say about but I really have a lot to get to in terms of honorable mentions in the top 20, so we'll have to talk about it somehow, fit it into a different episode. Because I have a ton of SMCU theories that have to do with his Nexus short film. Really great storytelling. This release also stands out because you know really shows his power and range working well with a solo release. He goes jazzy for Curtin. That is totally a song V would rock. There's synth pop, relax. He flexes this higher register in Spotlight. The best, I would say, is Tarantino. There's a big Showtime feel to Vujade. Wannabe is interesting because it's paused in weird places, as if the writer's room is having interjections in real time. So the whole album impressed because it is such a concept album. It's so compact in that theme of a reality show, of making and filming a show. From the titles to the short film, it all stays in character. Number 10. Hey Men, Shelter. I love the song Mirror TikTok. It is so ominous, cinematic, so is Don't Look Up. The drama is great, and they deliver it with the perfect vocals, both personality-wise and just in terms of being pleasant to listen to. 
Otherwise, this is a bunch of strong rock songs, although it's more of a rock-influenced synth-pop, red guitar playing with layered synths in a cool way in Dystopia. The instrumental Beyond Goes Off in Liar. Some quirky vocal switch-ups in Special. There's a potential fan favorite, a crowd-pleaser in Dive. The end with Shelter, which feels like a pretty upbeat turn at the end. So it really goes for rock drama and then ends on a note of contentment. It's quite an auditory journey and there's no skip-worthy song. Number nine, Everglow, All My Girls. It is about time I truly thought they might be just done, period. With no proper send-off, no goodbye. But it's even better than a delayed goodbye. They're just back. They're just having a long-awaited comeback. Like, they didn't come back with a makeover. Slay has so much of the same appeal as their other stuff does. Their other singles with the larger-than-life set designs, the big focus on giant group formations. I really hope they have a big dance group behind them on tour this fall because they really do excel with that giant group choreography. So the slick moves in a big group, the giant set design, the killer attitude, killer looks toward the camera, they continue to just slay, as the song says. Fun fact, the choreo was done by Joe Naughton from Jerk Family, the dance group from Street Dance Girls Fighter. She's also worked with Wein, CL. They sound nice with the acoustic guitar and synth-focused Make Me Feel and the mid-tempo pop R&B Oh Mama God, but I do think Slay is certainly above and beyond the other tracks. Number 8, Mamamoo Plus, Two Rabbits. They're having so much fun together. They really do as a subunit just look like they're just having a fun hangout. They are grown people, still having a play date like little kids. It's a very we're in on the joke theatrical vibe. They're very goofy and they know it. And when they have serious expressions, when they wear things like bunny hats, they know it looks goofy. It's intentional goofiness. They lean into that oddball narrative and it really works. They're a compatible duo. And it's fun that the intro to Rabbits is the outro music for the Dang Dang video. A fun visual audio connection. They really do just have a blast in this video, playing in a ball pit, in a cloud-filled room, having a tea party, spray painting over other graffiti, just shimmying together in a flower field, sitting together. They really are like on a play date. It's so cute. There are several nominees for most sitcom theme song-esque moment, but one contestant is definitely when one of them wears yellow in a blue room, the other's blue in a yellow room, and they switch rooms, the colors go back to matching the rooms. They have other sitcom-esque theme song moments in this barren room, just chilling by a couch and stuff. It is quite, quite a scene they make. Even the highlight medley video really shows off they just have this genuine bond. It's really nice. Actually, Dang Dang was gonna be a group-wide song a while back, like in the Starry Night era, Mamamoo was gonna do Dang Dang. But they had to go to Starry Night because, in part, they couldn't do a dance focus because of Solar's injury at the time. Starry Night, though, actually helped inspire a song on this new album, Starry Sea. But yeah, then Dang Dang ended up being cast aside for Moonbeal's solo album. But still, it didn't feel like it had the right home. It finally has a home with Mamamoo Plus, and I think that's perfect. The song I like this is also a vault option. <laughs> it was made a decade ago. They said it was actually for the group, the choreo, the lyrics, everything was prepared, but they cite bad timing as the reason it never saw the light of day until now. 
interesting to think about all the songs. Mamamoo probably has in a vault somewhere ready and waiting for a new home. So many subunit combinations could revisit that and touch up the older tracks and make them new. I just really want access to those songs. Number seven, Jihyo Zone. It's a very clever album name. Not just like Zone, like in the zone, but Z1, like her first album. She wrote five of the songs, composed four of them, and she just really shows off all her solo star power. Like I said in my Twice concert recap and the episode about that show, her performance of Nightmare Live before the song officially came out on this album, spectacular, really showed off her powerhouse voice and her potential for just solo superstardom. So Nightmare is still the best. Really exciting to know that I heard it before it came out. She really tried a bit of a bunch of different genres. The classic pop appeal is there in Killing Me Good. Best part is the post-chorus, by the way. Catchiest part. Talk About It is dance pop. It's actually the first time any Twice member has worked on a song featuring a Western artist. Jihyo's voice proves to stay chameleonic, fitting the circumstances required for the Latin-inspired Closer and for the R&B Wishing on You. The acoustic-focused breakup song Don't Want to Go Back with the also stellar-voiced Haze. Then there's Room, where her voice's commanding presence really just circles around the instruments. Like, she really gives 110% of what was necessary. And it's an interesting lyric choice, too, where she sings about locking away memories and never returning to them. And then, after that song, on the track list is Nightmare. So, like, she's haunting her ex, even though she feels fine. Like, she put away all memories of that relationship, but she won't let him do the same. So lots of personality and vocal talent shown through her being so in the zone. She also rocks cute denim in the Killing Me Good video. So a bonus highlight of this release. Number six, DPR Ian, Peanut Butter and Tears. I considered not discussing this until his new album comes out next month, but I couldn't wait. You know if you read the essay about his work on my site, Shameless Plug, I've really dove deep into his storytelling, his musical universe. He has such a unique, creative vision. He is so worth keeping your eyes on. Always surprising, yet kind of reliable sonically. So this is another hit, a dependable hit, with a who-could-have-guessed visual aid with the video. It finds a clever way to use a flashback to him as a little kid in the dentist's office, tying that to the present day in the things he sees that flash him back, like a blinding light in the present day. Reminds him of the dentist's overhead light in that terrifying-to-a-kid moment. So he's connecting that feeling of being out of control of something from his childhood to the present moment in a really clever way. And the visuals also are just, there are hints at so much to come for this era that he's just revving up. From laser powers to a classic rock star image, glam rock, to a campy prom night neon lit aesthetic, to the butterfly symbols that continue to be a big part of his work. His aesthetic amalgamation is intentionally lots to take in and process, so I'm sure I'll have more to say and maybe even different conclusions about how to interpret the song and visuals as more of the visuals for this era come out. It's quite a a malleable, well-done, detailed work. Number five, Triple S, Lovolution, Muhan, especially for the single Girls Capitalism. It's got a surprising, I'm beautiful as I am, screw your rules mentality. I was expecting something not as subversive, so I really like the direction they took. 
They're kind of critiquing capitalism by posing with money and stuff. They're saying to heck with what you think this means in terms of value. In a way, I'm still thinking about. I may change my opinion over time of the video's true message, but that's great. I love a video that makes me stay deep in thought. Like the adventures of these girls following the 10 rules of Mad Money Club. So they follow the rules about don't cry and stuff by wiping their tears with dollar bills. They put dollar bills in the sandwiches. They put them in the air as they dance around it. They use it as bookmarks. They turn money into a must-have, but also kind of not. It's just a plaything to them. I'll probably unpack this video in a Substack write-up because there's a lot to it that's hard to summarize. But the 10 Rules of Mad Money Club video premise is a really smart one because it surely keeps your attention until the end. And it also sets up a premise almost like a TV show or something or a movie or a young adult novel or something. Yeah, I will definitely have to write more about this because I have a lot of thoughts. I just thought it was very smart and unique how they got a unique message across. The B-sides are really strong too. They really have leveled up. This is my favorite Triple S release to date. And they were super hands-on with writing, composing, arranging, etc. So this expanded way of showing their artistry more than ever before, I'm really loving. Number four, Joe Yuri, Love All. Super cute. She's back to the cute aesthetic she's had before. That G-Idol allergy era-esque aesthetic. The pink heavy look. The cutesy look. So perfect for her. She shows that off with so many cute outfits in Taxi. There's a fun twist at the end too. A taxi just appears like it was a mini toy the whole time. So weird perspective shift. Visually, on point comeback. Lyrically and sonically, on point too. Bitter taste, I may have to consider a new addition to the best quality songs of the year so far. Bruise is a really good song for her too. Bitter taste and hang on, both talk about relationships that don't have a forever happy ending. And the doubts creeping in about a relationship's real potential and real love, those doubts creep in in Lemon Black Tea. So after a happy dance pop song about first love in Taxi, the B-sides really get deeper and more introspective. So the title track keeps up her cutesy go-to look and sound. The B-sides show she's really maturing, and it's really exciting to see this development into a more multifaceted artist. I will also say I think the bridge in Taxi is one of the more fun bridges of K-pop title tracks in 2023 period. Number three. Seventeen, say the name, Seventeen, Always Yours. A beautiful compilation with two new Japanese singles on it and enormous amount of Easter eggs in the music video. Truly, I watched that video, one watch took like an hour with all my pausing, playing, pausing, playing, and note-taking. Yes, I'm obsessive. So we're going to talk about all the discoveries I made in an upcoming episode of Seventeen Talk. So let's move on for now. Number two, another all-time fave. Millet, 5 a.m. She always astounds me. She never misses. The raw quality to her voice, all the emotion she brings, the way instruments know how to complement her voice and be the backup for it. Her voice stays center stage, but knows when to recede too, so she knows how to be effective in every moment. Sometimes with more music, sometimes with a more stripped back moment. So even her moments of pausing carry this weight to them. She's really a great storyteller. She's great at her craft. And she proved the durability and impressiveness of her discography with this album, which is half new, half old, roughly. She starts out with this 5am mix of Clan. 
the electric guitar, the piano that enters. It is just a thunderous opener and it is just wild and unexpected. Did not expect it. I love it so much. So exciting and I love the way she says it's never enough for you. She really feels that. Then is her man with a mission collab and the other single, pre-release single, Living My Life. Back to new stuff with Noel in July. Beautifully performed. It's a mix of synths and percussion. And it is so perfectly formatted so that it ends with her saying, like your dreams will never end. And then your dreams come screeching to a halt with a fiery, angry rock jam. My favorite, Broken. Then back to some older tracks, Before the Dawn, Into the Mirror, Walking in My Lane. Then the mood is on an upswing with Hayson. A super, super charming video goes with it where she's just walking around the city with her headphones in. So as an autistic person, I'm like, hey, that's me. Happily enjoying music, tuning out the world. Special to see myself in her video and just contagiously happy. She sings about 4 a.m. now, interestingly, so 5 a.m. was the witching hour for her memories. 4 a.m., though, sounds pretty jovial. Quite a quick pivot. There are horns, whistling, a chorus, a plucky guitar. It is just so happy. And then she celebrates that the mood has turned after Flair with You Made It. And it's interesting that she chose to sing the full song with this phone voice. Like she's part of a phone call, this poor connection, phone receiver or intercom, speaker, filter type thing over her voice. There's probably a technical term for it, but I'm not an audio tech person, so. But she has a cool effect over her voice the whole time. Like she's giving you a I'm proud of you pep talk after you did something massive. And again, she knows how to utilize every moment. When to say less is more, when to say more is more. This time less was more, and she basically says, writing this song like it's the last one, then dramatically pauses, and then says for you. Like it's the last one for you that I'll make, but she says for you after a pause, so it's almost like she just started a new sentence, like for you, and then the next song is always you. The 5am remix, which is so good, it holds on to the essence of the OG song, but it adds new exciting twists too. Then comes another favorite of mine, Hell Club. An ominous start with the organ, the villain origin story, status of it all, sound of it all, the EDM-esque but still dark sounding choruses, dark undertones. An odd sound effect joins later as it picks up the pace as it goes. It's really an escalating, fiery song. And then comes the final call. Final call, so freaking good. Truly one of the best songs of 2022 when it came out. Next month actually will be the anniversary of it. One year with that fantastic song that just lets her voice take us to church and make us believe it. After the final call though, there's kind of a an epilogue song in the piano ballad December. A really reflective, emotional, beautiful note to end the album on the end of the year month a symbolic month to choose as the song title again with the backup voices and instrumental layers all knowing their place and staying there to let her voice stay not overpowered but perfectly complemented she has incredible high notes the violin and strings together are really striking it is so well produced this whole album was such an experience. I really just think she's so underrated and good at what she does. So this album reiterates her artistry and how worthy it is of more appreciation. Drum roll, please, for number one best release of the month. NCT Golden Age. 
I dedicated a full episode of NCT Talk called Golden Age to the album. It really is phenomenal, and I think it's actually getting better the more I listen to it. So the opposite of Getting Old Fast, Aging Like Fine Wine, and they have new track videos that have come out since that episode that I'm also excited about. But because I talked so much in detail about that album and my wild theories about its Easter eggs and stuff, I go full conspiracy about the SMCU. For that whole wild and citizen rant, check out that episode of the show. And I won't discuss the track videos now because for the sake of time, there are just so many honorable mentions to get to that we're just going to move right on to those in no particular order. Kane Daniel released Supernova, the Japanese version. Always appreciate time to revisit and further develop appreciation for a B-side. So I'm glad it's getting new attention because of that. Speaking of Japanese releases that can provide fortunate, renewed attention to bops, the Japanese version of Smiley by Yena is finally here, featuring the awesome Chan Mina. An interesting vibe juxtaposition, much like the one between Yena and BB on the Korean version. Another cute and colorful video for the adorable song, also worth appreciating. Stray Kids have also released new Japanese music with another J-pop icon, Lisa. And we will talk more about that surely, that Japanese EP, in the Best of September episode. Spoiler alert. So for now, we'll skip it, but just know that release is certainly on rotation. The new song with Lisa is called Social Path. They released the Japanese version of the Super Bowl video as well. And there is a Hell's Kitchen idiot sandwich meme reference. Nice job, Bing-chan. I saw that. Stray Kids also continued to just spoil us with content. With the Stray Kids record series of self-composed tracks you can listen to on YouTube, Hyunjin really has this nail-on-the-head poetic lyric in his song, contradicting, can't hide it, the chaos of honesty and lies. His lyrics later compare the relationship he wants to stop thinking about to a novel that turns into poetry at the end. A brief, sudden conclusion. Hyunjin had a great month. He's not just an official Versace boy, giving him that new glow, but he also is showing off his poetic lyrics with that song, and he jumped on a remix of Rush with Troy Sivan and Pink Pantheris. Another new self-composed track, Hans' Miserable You and Me. Really despairing, this cry out begging someone to put you back in their head. So instead of continuing to have your mind consumed with the person you moved on with, put him back top of mind. That pain of knowing someone else filled his place mentally. So this month, Stray Kids delivered really sorrowful, dramatic songs, a fun remix, and a really fun, wacky Super Bowl video with the idiot sandwich meme. They really do run the gamut. Another Japanese release from a K-pop group, N-Hyphen with Blossom. The full Japanese EP is out now. That is a September release. We will talk about the Bite Me Japanese version video down the road. I am obsessed with it though. Go check it out. But Blossom did come out in August, and it is such a pretty ballad about a love that will be close at hand, metaphorically, forever, never fading. With lyrics like, the scenery I was used to seeing changed into a miracle. Even tears become beautiful and turn into memories. They sing about love blooming and our hyphen keeps us connected. The Korean rock group Thornapple, one word, released Extinction, a really angsty EP that goes back and forth between fast-paced angst and slower angst, a hazier feeling. So if you want the faster stuff, check out Extinction. The unexpectedly chill laid back stuff, if you like that, check out Lord of the Flies, ironically. 
Flush is pretty mellow, ironically, too. Crab and tap water and Halcyon are like sibling songs, I would say. So if you like one, you like the other. I do think there are more songs in that hazy Halcyon vein as opposed to the faster-paced angst in Extinction, which honestly is disappointing. I was hoping for a reverse of that, but I'll take what I can get. Real, R-E-O-L, released the EP version of Edge, a rollicking single we now have an anime cut of and the instrumental for. Previous singles packaged with it include the hyper-pop excellence that is Glitter and a very wild ride of a remix to Agitate. Black On released Rise. Honestly, I think Black Hole should have been the main single, but then again, We Don't Stop did prove to be pretty good, well-suited for the strange video to go with it. So for the visual sake, maybe he made the right call, but song popularity-wise, Black Hole could have done something. It has this Ash Island-style auto-tune meets Big One-style pop-punk, in a way. Ha Yunjin from Le Seraphim continues to impress with her solo work. I was a bit disappointed, though. I was hoping for another cute hand-drawn animation. I get that she's touring and busy for that, but this vertical vlog style video was kind of meh for me. But the song itself, again, she knocked it out of the park. It really is a great personal message, self-explanatory with the title Blessing in Disguise. And it showed her experimenting with less punk, more funk. Now that's a slogan. Lay Seraphim as a group released the Japanese version of Unforgiven on an EP with the Japanese version of Anti-Fragile and the collab with Imase Jewelry. This new Unforgiven video I really love because it takes the aesthetic and the core essence of the OG video and maintains that while mixing it up enough to be worth it. Like a Japanese version of a K-pop video, sometimes I'm like, was that really worth it because it's the exact same video or it's the opposite, it's just really plain compared to the OG version. It's like, why bother? There's a balance to strike between the Japanese version being respectful to the OG version, not detracting too much from it thematically, and being new and worth watching. They struck the balance well. They brought back their symbols with the wings and stuff, the Wild West aesthetic, but just in different forms. So they stayed on brand, but in a new way, and a very surprising way, with that opening. Tan provided quite a variety pack with Tan Made Eye. To me, the highest quality B-side is Violet, but they really did quite a cool, versatile job. They went darker for Jekyll and Hyde, the most vocally demanding on here for sure. They went back to easy listening with Tarzan, there's the Happy Freeze, New Days is pop punk, with a mix of just fun background noise, so a really cool variety. Stacy looks super cute in the super colorful Bubble video. They said they wanted to channel the same vibe of Teddy Bear, and they totally did. That super cutesy vibe really fits them perfectly. And I like the cute way they used a teddy bear metaphor to talk about kind of living in the moment, just sitting there happily like a teddy bear in your bedroom. Now they use a cute analogy, bubble edition. Like hoping the negative thoughts, the hurtful things that stick in your mind pop away like bubbles. It was a really smart marketing move to have the press event and promo in a theme park. They had a theme park setting in the video, then did press from Lottie World Adventure in Seoul. So they went IRL. They made the video IRL. Really cool concept. And the B-sides are a nice mix of classic Stacy routes. They went for the confident Stacy with Not Like You and the sweet Stacy with I Wanna Do and Be Mine. 
I love that Akmu went to their classic old school sound again, like classic Akmu, for lovely. First of all, good play on words too. I'm a sucker for play on words. Lovely and love, L-E-E, like their name. Lee Chainhyuk said it was intended to be a follow-up to the song Give Love from years ago. They really did intentionally go back to this youthful sound reminiscent of their early days, wanting to return what fans loved so much about the Give Love era. And it does have that nostalgic air about it with that kids TV show-esque video too. And the lyrics to me really just scream nostalgia for like a kids TV show day. Like back in your day what you watched on a kids show, like with the lyrics about the flower swallowing me. I mean that stuff is written almost with it in mind that you're acting out scenes with like a preschool class. So it's very kind of a corny song in the best ways. And there's a similar wholesomeness to Fry's Dream, which is a song about, hey, everybody's special. Everybody's dream is worth pursuing and cherishing. That song actually, they first premiered at a show in 2014, only now does it have a proper release. And actually, Fry's Dream almost went to IU. Changhyuk was going to gift it to her, but I honestly feel like it ended right at home with Akmu. The Boys released part one of a trilogy, the fantasy trilogy. This one's called Christmas in August. It's named after a movie of the same name from 1998. Honestly, not a fan of the premise of Christmas in August. I like, though, that they're mixing it up. They took inspiration from a movie, and apparently each part of the trilogy does that with a different movie. They're trying an interesting new rollout series that I'm curious about. So they did a good job mixing things up, getting people interested. So I do think it's a strong comeback, even if maybe it's not my cup of tea. I'm a bit of a Grinch at times, especially when it's August still. It was, anyway. The video I also commend because it took the longest of any of their videos. So ever, they spent the most time on this one, which is kind of more of a lengthy mini-movie than your average video. Wagamama Rakia have a new rock jam in Idol. Huiyun from SF9 released Drive 5 with a really great message saying, quote, the culprit of lack of communication, unquote. The culprit is lack of communication. That's such a perfect lyric to summarize so many relationships. So that song says a lot with a little. If you can't get enough of pop punk, check out the song called Pop Punk by Big One, Dive, and Dohanse. It seems like Hyo is in her element more than ever. Like, truly, the song Picture fits her better than any previous single. And the others did fit her, too, the dance music she loves to do. But this one has a very unique vibe compared to the others, and I really just think she killed it. Sheed, X-E-E-D, released the Blue EP. The must-hear song is Priceless, literally called Priceless, which is a really triumphant ending choice. Little Glee Monster have a gorgeous new version of Wonder Lover. They released with a special ensemble. A couple of videos I'm going to recommend you watch just for the fashion. Hannah Jane, Kakamimi, and Soren featuring Soonyeon, Rowdy. You can now stream both older V songs like Snowflower, Winter Bear, and the live Lollapalooza versions of J-Hope songs from Jack in the Box. 
In terms of must-hear new covers, Danielle from New Jeans really sounds like an angel with her really, really just beautiful cover of both V's Rainy Days, and she just did this, not a medley as much as a back-to-back-to-back song marathon, a live session that was just really, really beautiful. So she's saying a live version of a bunch of different songs, including ASAP, and I just feel like the live version of ASAP, honestly, I prefer, as opposed to the regular studio cut. Maybe there should be a an ASAP EP with each New Jeans member doing a different remix version, like maybe a hip-hop version, EDM, and then Daniel gets a kind of acapella-style live version, a stripped-back one. A super underrated voice for just chill, easy listening. Iowa? I-O-A-H. Check out the EP Sci-Fi. More people should know about him. There's a new Ice Cream remix of Red Velvet's Red Flavor, which I found good but unnecessary for the song. But I do want to shout it out just as a thank you because it made me revisit Red Flavor. And it's been a while. It's missing Red Velvet hours every hour in 2023. There's a really great new Dance Club Ready song, World Dance, by Chanmina and I, A.I. Notori is a new single that reinforces the fact he is worth checking out if you like Yonzo Kenshi. If you like Yonzo Kenshi's work, check out Notori. Similar vibe. It's interesting that he released Osmanthus, which is the name of a genus of flower species. The same month, the genus of a plant species was used for Be First Son and Sky High's release. Not sure what the theme is for J-pop this month. The new Gang Parade single, Somnium, Latin for Dream, kind of sounds like Die Young era Kesha, or other dollar sign era pop Kesha, so I'm very much digging it. The Dreamcatcher song that made it on my list of the best songs of the year so far, you can see on Substack now, was Damien, and that be said, I just found better than Bon Voyage even, quality-wise, so I'm so happy the song Damien got a performance video to go with it. The soloist Leo released One Look, which could definitely sit on a playlist next to BTBT by B.I. Soldier Boy and DeVita. Vicky Blanca releases so many singles, it can be hard to keep up. But one that I will flag that you really can't miss this time is his new song Snake, truly his best work in quite a while. Check out BXB's Chapter 1 Our Youth. Honestly, the B-side Thirsty, I find way better than Planet, but for the video's sake, I can see why they went with Planet to promote more. But Thirsty is definitely a standout B-side, especially for J-Park fans. There is a lovely vocal pairing on the electronica Lost Highway by Klazikai, Wilcox, and Jin Hyojun. Ice has a new hip-hop EP. The best song is the jazz bar style duet, Shank. Yo Kamiyama released an interesting pair of singles that really contrast. You have this breakneck-paced rock with end roll, then a laid-back-paced, snapping-filled, mellow, night swimmy. For Eve released a song called Assemble with Copter and Thailand Game Show. It's very J-pop-esque to me, so if you like hyper-pop and J-pop, that faster speed, Assemble is for you. But they went back to classic For Eve, a more K-pop-esque format and pacing with I Like Boys, which features a very glitzy, gold-covered video. 
You know I'm super obsessed with Dum Dum by Jeff Sater and Jeff Sater period, but that song is everything. And he released a new Unchained English version where he's literally unchained during the video. And then he rocks out. So I'm so impressed because first of all, in the first half he got into character fully despite wearing a blindfold and being literally chained up. He couldn't really show through his eyes through facial expressions getting into character with that sinister look in his eye, but he still pulled that character out of him. Really powerful job. And then he looked like just such a literal rock star when he was literally unchained and got to rock out. I really love the new arrangement in that video for Dum Dum. Really need a studio cut of that version too. Shia XIA released Red Diamond, a very sweet romantic song portraying a painful topic. It's about wanting to have a more fulfilling love story ending. The video is really Toy Story-esque and really sad. It's really emotional. It feels just solemn to me as you follow the adventure of this animated character who's kind of like a toy, like a little doll, a little doll of sorts. It's really sad, but a good way to bring to life the pain of the song itself. A fitting visual counterpart. J-pop group Iris released Let You Know, which I think really has potential to win over new fans. It's not the typical generic J-pop feel, which I love, but I understand why it turns some people off, who in my opinion don't give it enough of a chance, but I digress. This is less rushed, less rapid. I feel like it just has potential to win over more pop fans than some of their more typical J-pop fare. The Queen's Bluff Teddy Lloyd remix seems to have similar appeal. I feel like they're experimenting more lately with more of a down-the-middle pop format. At the very least, please take a minute to appreciate the instrumental to let you know. Icon's Panorama, classic icon, love that for them and us. I will say, though, I did want more loose ends tied up in the drama video, the longer version. But then, as if reading my mind, the final message on the screen said the story never really ends. So it's like, okay, you foreshadowed people's confusion about the story, but still kind of a cop-out answer for what happened to people. What are you talking about? What ending? But a really good song. They're so good at what they do. They know what sound works for them. We will talk about Eric Nam's new album, maybe even on its own episode. I haven't decided yet, but at length in the future, because I just adore Eric Nam and have a lot to say. So in the future, we will talk about his August release, a chapter in an ongoing music video story for Don't Leave Yet. Keesum, at long last, very long last, is back with Let Me Be, which she wrote and took inspiration from the MBTI-themed material, memes and other posts. The melody changed a lot as she worked on it, and it ended up being this trap, reggae-inspired, whistle-filled concoction. She drew inspiration from an evolving, varied set of places. And it's got a good message about not compromising your individuality to stay in a relationship. Like, if your significant other can't accept you fully, if you have to compromise who you are, walk away. The boy group Purses, P-E-R-S-E-S, released My Time with a spectacular acoustic version of Touchdown. That song, the regular version, no pun intended, has the feel of a wavy song, a sentimental type of wavy song. They also let their pretty voices shine, both together and separately, in Beautiful. And My Time and Catch the Night definitely are songs to please K-pop boy group fans. Jaehyun wrote and co-composed Horizon. I honestly prefer Forever Only. 
but I do respect his new song for its vision, its way of talking about the concept. He visualized a horizon. The song is about kind of seeing that invisible line when you're in an airplane. Like you're in one half of the world. If the world were a painting, there's an invisible line. You're in the one up in the clouds. The world is below you. To me, it was just an interesting artistic way to be inspired by your surroundings and add a new twist to symbolism you can get from a horizon. Just shows his artistic mind at work. So I love anything with Jaehyun's personal vision in it. Yun Tak released Form. That title track, Form, is a very bouncy song of a new disco genre. The other songs range from folksy to pop trot to dance music. I also am a nerd, as you know if you're a longtime listener, who loves Greek mythology references, and he made one with one of the song titles, Lorelei, which I very much appreciate. I'm so happy High Key are getting their Time to Shine now. Hence the title track name, Time to Shine. It's very fitting because they really are, since that virality, they really have just skyrocketed. Their album sales actually rose tenfold compared to Rose Blossom. They really got a new life thanks to unexpected virality. And they deserve it. I put my eyes on them. Since Athletic Girl, they have something special. And this comeback reinforces that. I would say the better tracks are in the second half, so make sure you stay tuned for all of Soul Dreaming. Yerin released Ready, Set, Love. She really went for a throwback dance club sound, like you're just going out dancing in the 80s, city pop, synth wave disco, electronic dance music. She's just having a good time, and she goes for fun, just having a good time aesthetic with the arcade and dancing and stuff in the Bam 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 video. Which, yeah, even the title is Meriting a Dance Party. Zyker's House of Tricky, How to Play. I do not know how on earth to summarize the Do or Die video. Just watch it. They continue to be very bizarre. So they're very much something different and new. And I appreciate that for this group specifically. Because once again, AT's member, Han Jun, was super hands-on writing and composing for Zykers. And sonically, it's totally obvious AT's hands were on this release. So to stand out and not just seem like a derivative version of them, they have to stand out extra music video-wise or some other storyline related way. So I do appreciate the oddness of their music videos because it helps them stand out. Even their highlight medley was a unique video premise where you basically see the action through a robot's face. So the viewer feels like both they're playing an arcade game and they're just kind of like watching a cartoon via TV face of a robot. It's very strange, kind of AI-esque, dystopian, but one of a kind. I would say the best track is Do or Die. Jun Somi is finally back. I was so impatient with Game Plan, a Game Plan, and that's literally the album title. I really get Big My Bag by G Idol Energy from Gold Gold Gold. I really like Fast Forward. I do get the Rain on Me comparisons, but I do find them different enough. I think the strongest song besides Fast Forward is The Way. And I can't be the only one who noticed this, but why does it look like she filmed part of Fast Forward at the 17 Ready to Love video set? The pink building, the aesthetic is just so Ready to Love era-esque. I'm just saying. Pentagon finally gave us a little new music with the Japanese release, Pado. Classic Pentagon with the ad-libs, personality packed into Loop, which also has strong vocal standout performances. 
We got the Shh August version, the guitar and percussion focused Billie Jean, and this really fast pop punk standout Made in Heaven. Sike released Pop a Lot. On the Phone is the best for those who want a song that stands out the most from the others. So if you're not feeling it, at least try On the Phone. It covers quite a wide range of tempos and moods, so you're sure to find something to vibe with. Dirty is the cousin song of Fire. Another good one is Sorry I Hate You with B.I. They proved to be a compatible duo, and they add an interesting acoustic guitar focus to a still heavily electronic-filtered song. Nana Uyan released The Star. I talked about her single Mama Said last month, because it really is just so fantastic. So listen to the past episode from Best of July. It's also on my list of best songs of the year so far on Substack. That is still the standout, but I will say on the new album, she continues to just sound lovely on every track, with her dainty voice backed by often acoustic guitars, sometimes piano strings, a lot of slow songs. The different Shaking Things Up energy boosters are more in the middle, and I would say her collab with No No is the best song besides Mama Said, which is smartly placed at the end for a grand finale, best for last. BB released Honde R&B. They're very interesting songs. Lots of narrative potential. Vivid pictures come to mind just from her lyrics. She sings about leaving a lover in the park, kind of leaving unfinished business in the park. She details the people she observes in the park. So these songs kind of feel like her diary entries, like straight out of a journal where she took notes about her surroundings. It's interesting to thematically pair these songs in the same release based on place. That's a new through line that I didn't expect. Chen has a new Japanese EP out, Polaris, aka North Star. He sits on the moon in the Light of My Life video, which totally made me think of Dio. He has a really powerful rock ballad in Mirage of Flower. Some lighter fare too. It's a really strong album through and through. My personal favorite, Free World. Ensign chose an interesting track, Duality, with the title tracks being Higher, vocals being the strength, and the attitude being the strength of Wormhole, new track. Then on the album, Birth of Cosmo, they have a great ballad in Home, the bouncy guitar-backed Spice, and Melody, which is the most fun in terms of subtle extra details thrown into the layered mixture. Another boy group with a strong new album, Nine Eye with New Mind. A lot of happy, jovial songs. The most distinct of them, I would say, is Hurt, which is definitely for fans of Firework by Antine. It's sweet that they end with the sweet love story, High School Love. The more love-focused stuff bookends the album. In the middle, it's more just carefree fun. So it's a good tracklist order. And the video is a lot of fun because it mixes for Turn It Off. It mixes a VR-type future utopia vibe with with an outer space-themed intergalactic adventure premise. Quite a mashup. The Rose released the touching You're Beautiful as another teaser and reason to get excited for their next full album, Duel, out this month. My fave acapella artists, Nareen, are back with an Oh My Girl medley. This incredible violinist, O.M. Jamie, did a violin cover of Seven by Jungkook featuring Lotto. I'm not sure if the violin works for the song, but I just always want to shout out when he has something new out because I find him quite a creative, talented person. 
XG are back with new singles, TGIF, standing for Thank God I'm Fly, and New Dance. New Dance definitely seems like the song they're releasing for more broad pop fan appeal. TGIF seems more for their fans, not the new fans, their old time ones, who have already fallen in love with their, their attitude, their spirit, and their very quirky, very unusual music videos. Secret Number have a beautiful new video. First Starlight, naturally filled with a bunch of beautiful starry imagery that makes their comeback more than average. The visuals really make it a standout. Girl Group Adya, A-D-Y-A, released What's Up, and I very much appreciate that they 100% stuck to the assignment. They went for old school, 90s vibes in terms of the video format, the outfits, the sound, every detail stayed in that realm. I really appreciate the commitment. Seventeen's June finally released a full version of a song he gave us a one-minute teaser of in 2021, Fall in Love. Angel-voiced Violet Wautier released I Do It Again, the piano version. I Don't Like Mondays teased an exciting new album we'll have to talk about in the Best of September episode. The teaser is called Conversation, and it's produced by DPR Cream. L-E-I-L-L released Wanna, which has an interesting auto-tune-heavy pivot for her, and a very ambiguous video that leans into the tale of the red string symbolism in an unexpected way, with kind of an ominous undercurrent. One OK Rock is back with the fiery Make It Out Alive. Lastly, Drew Boy's super underrated jam is called Sunday, criminally underrated. For more on these picks and to recall my final ranking, which occasionally does have a few tweaks to it after the episode comes out when I have a sudden change of mind, that official ranking will be in a newsletter. Sign up for the free newsletter. It will be a free post very soon at 17karatkpop.substack.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.